On episode 394 of Nintendo Switchcraft, we've got some astral chain review bombing. What kind of device is the Switch Lite? When does everything come out? And more evidence of an upcoming Direct. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Stick around. Hey, Bill. This is Anna, a.k.a. Sorrel Clay. Just wanted to say, keep up the great work, and Nintendo Switchcraft is an amazing podcast. Henshin a go-go, baby. I'm back from Dragon Con, and Switchcraft is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. On Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can tune in over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, and on Saturdays, you can tune in at twitch or at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like M. Stefano. If you want to get every episode of Nintendo Switchcraft ad-free, with uh, uh for as little as a dollar well i'm a little out of practice saying this uh for as little as a dollar head on over to patreon.com slash run jump stomp if you want to leave a voicemail like you heard at the top of the show you can do that you can do so from any device by going to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail and i may even play it on the show uh so with that being said i have a little bit of housekeeping to do and uh i hope that you guys uh forgive uh okay i just got back from dragon con uh if you don't know what dragon con is it is probably the weirdest thing i've ever experienced it is uh it's in atlanta georgia i just went down there and i was on a bunch of panels with other podcasters and we talked about like how to grow your twitch uh audience how to get your podcast to be successful how to um you know, I, I was on a panel for Nintendo, and we talked all about Nintendo stuff as well. Uh, I was on a bunch of panels, and I went to a bunch of panels, and I had a lot of fun, and I met a bunch of awesome people, but I just got back from Dragon Con. And if you have not listened to the most recent episode of Nintendo Switchcraft, go back one episode and listen to it, because about halfway through the day on Saturday, I had this idea to walk around and find people who dressed up as Nintendo characters, and I have to say, by the way, I've never seen cosplay as cool as I have seen uh, at Dragon Con. It was insane. It is the cosplayers um, like con, and everywhere that I was, everywhere that I walked, there were hundreds of people surrounding me. I was in the minority as some some guy walking around in regular clothes, but everywhere I went, there were people in ridiculously awesome costumes and there were people who when I saw them I thought is that Jamie Heineman from the Mythbusters or somebody dressed as him uh or is that Matt Smith over there there's so many people uh that just nailed their costumes in, in ways that I just couldn't believe and if you want to check out any pictures that I took uh on the uh on the trip uh, make sure that you follow me on Twitter at RunJumpStomp, or you can follow me on Instagram at Run underscore Jump underscore Stomp because somebody had it before me. Uh, but you can follow me on those two things, and I've posted some pictures. I think I'll post all of the pictures because some of them I posted to Twitter, and I don't remember which ones, and I don't want to do duplicates. Uh, I've only posted one to Instagram, so I'll be able to look at that and see like which one it was, and then I will post all of them over there. So make sure that you follow me over there. 
Uh, but I had a blast. I missed the Friday episode last week, and that's just because it was way too crazy. Everything was insane. That was my first day there. And by the time I went to sleep at 1.30 in the morning on uh, Friday night, Saturday morning, I had been up for 36 hours. Uh, so I was I was just overstimulated and, and, and overwhelmed, and I, I, I couldn't sleep before the night before. And uh, I had a blast. I saw some amazing concerts. Steam-powered giraffe I got to see. Uh, that was amazing. I'd never heard of them before. They put on, a, they put on an amazing show. And a uh, big shout-out to uh, my friend, uh, Tony P. Henderson. Follow him on Twitter. But, but a huge shout-out to him for showing me the ropes at Dragon Con and taking me around and, and taking me to awesome panels and showing me some fun stuff. And I also want to thank... Uh, everybody over at the GSTU uh, Podcasting Network for uh, inviting me to DragonCon and uh, to Charles McFall. He is uh, on Twitter at uh, the Rock God, Rock God of Podcasting or something like that. I always get it wrong, but if I, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll throw it in the show notes after the fact. Uh, but big shout out to him for personally inviting me to come down. Uh, he's the director of the um, of the digital media panel. Uh, our panels and he's the one that put me on all of these panels so i just want to thank everybody to that made it possible for me to go to dragon con i had a blast with that being said i do have one more piece of information that i have to get out before we go uh any further uh i had a giveaway last week it ended on saturday of course i wasn't thinking about this i had it end on a saturday while i was at dragon con so i wasn't able to uh send the winner the eShop gift code yet uh, I will do that as soon as I finish the show. Um, I uh, had a contest, which you can find out more about by going to runjumpstomp.com slash giveaway. I think that's the URL. I, I haven't said it in a couple days, so let me just make sure. Yes, runjumpstomp.com slash giveaway. And uh, Deadlock is the winner of the giveaway. He won a $10 eShop gift card. But guess what? I'm going to give away another $10 eShop gift card uh, this week on Saturday as well. So if you missed out the first time around and you want to know how to join, it's super easy to do. Go to runjumpstomp.com slash giveaway and all the information is there for how to uh, possibly win a $10 eShop gift card. All right, I got all of the housekeeping out of the way. And uh, by the way, all of the panels that I was on, uh, well, almost all of the panels that I was on were recorded. The Nintendo one was not recorded because that was on the, the gaming track, not the digital media track, and they just didn't have the equipment uh, to record on the on the um, the digital track. So that one was not recorded, unfortunately. But all the other ones are recorded. And what I may do is I'm going to find a way to get those panels to you guys so that you can either watch them or listen to them. I just got to get in touch with Charles on how to do that. All right. Uh, that being said, let's talk about Nintendo news. All right, uh, so let's start with Astral Chain. Uh, Astral Chain has a fantastic score on Metacritic from the reviewers. However, uh, angry video game nerds, and there's a lot of angry video, not not the angry video game nerd, the, the YouTube guy, not him, other angry video game nerds, uh, they're all ticked off that Astral Chain is apparently this is what i've read is that they're all upset that astral chain is not on the um 
on the uh, PS4 or Xbox One, they're ticked off that it is a Switch exclusive. And, okay, I can understand that whatever whatever system that you buy, you want to have the games that you want to play on that system. But what they've started to do is review bombing the game on Metacritic by saying that it's uh, an awful game, uh, giving it like a one star review or something. And they've like the average score for critic reviews. If I'm, I'm going to bring this up on screen real quick. Uh, the average score on critic reviews is 87. Now, first off, you've, I'm sure that you have heard me say in the past that I don't put a lot of stock into Metacritic. When I, whenever I say that, I feel like I have to make sure that I um, give a little explanation. And my explanation for this is that when I say that I don't put a lot of stock in Metacritic, I mean that when I see that something is an 87, that doesn't mean that it's a better game than something is an 85. However, an overall Metacritic score will tend to tell you if a game is generally good or generally bad. And when it comes to reviews, this is a reason why I don't do scored reviews because I don't think that you can boil down the things that are good or bad about a game to a number. Uh, I would very much prefer that somebody read, well, I don't do written reviews, but somebody listen to my review of a game and take my reasoning and use that to apply to whether or not they want to pick up a game rather than say, oh, Bill thinks it's a 6 out of 10 must be garbage, or Bill thinks it's a 10 out of 10 must be a gem. That, that I don't like that. So the fact, but but the fact that, that the Metacritic score for Astral Chain is 87 from the critics, that means generally most people are saying that it's awesome. And from, from everything that I've heard, that's correct. Uh, that is from, that's 57 positive reviews, two mixed reviews, and no negative reviews. Now, if you look at the user reviews, these are the people who, uh, you know, just like you and me, who do not have, uh, are they're not registered with Metacritic. You know, you can go on and, and review the game. Well, it's got 1,485 positive reviews, 18 mixed reviews, and negative reviews of 1,093, which brought its score down to 6.0, down from 10. Now, uh, that right there. That's a problem because this is a game that is generally widely thought of as really, really good. And for it to, for what's happening here is I love what Res TV in chat says a bunch of crying man babies that they're, they're mad about whatever it is that they're mad about. They're taking it out on like they're trying to uh, hurt this company for not doing something the, the way that they want. And and I have a solution for anybody out there who really is unhappy with how this game was made or what platform that this game was made on. Here's my solution for you. Play something else. I know it's hard. I know that you're upset. But put on your big boy britches or your big girl britches. And just go play something else. We have no shortage of amazing games to play. There are fantastic games everywhere you look. And for people to review bomb, which is, I've talked about this on the show before, but for people to review bomb 
a, a game because of something that is outside of the actual gameplay, I think that that's super lame and incredibly immature. So if you're one of those people, I'm sure that they'll all go to my my iTunes reviews and review bomb me as being terrible. It's happened before. Uh, as soon as I put ads on the show, I started getting uh, people review bombing me that I uh, that I take too long to get to the news or something, and that's fine. I'm sorry, you could use the fast forward button, you know, but uh, like all of these these people who review bomb things. Do you not have anything better to do with your time? Like, don't you have other games to play? I have so many games to play that I can't possibly keep up. So, again, I just I can't stand review bombing. If you don't like a game, don't play it. If you play a game and you think it's a bad game, then that's fine. I think that Metacritic should institute, like, that you have got to show a receipt or something. Uh, I don't know how that would work, but I think that... I think that Rotten Tomatoes, in order for you to review um, a movie, I think you have to take a picture of your movie stub. I think I read that somewhere or I heard that somewhere. I could be wrong about that, but they need some way to verify that these people have actually played the game rather than all brigading on trying to lower the review score because a developer did something that you don't like rather than telling people this is a good game or that this is a bad game. Uh, but hey, anyway, don't go to Metacritic to make decisions about what games you want. What you should do instead is find a reviewer that you agree with. And I honestly, I wouldn't recommend me because I don't do a lot of reviews. I tend to do first looks or previews or a review in progress because I tend not to finish very many games. If you want, I would recommend find somebody that finishes games that likes the same types of games that you like and read their review, ignore the number, read their review before you buy a game if you need somebody to help you make those decisions in order to save money. Uh, so anyway, Astral Chain review bombing, super lame. Don't do it. It's just it's just super lame. Let's, let's hear from a sponsor, and when we come back, we're going to talk about an article that's a little bit clickbaity. All right? Stick around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey man, get portable. Get a Game Gear Supersonic Sports Pack. A color portable Game Gear, carrying case, and two hit games. Sonic 2, and the Majors Pro Baseball. Whoa, even save 50 bucks. The Game Gear Supersonic Sports Pack. You know who makes it. Coffee? Tea? Take off! 
All right, everybody, we are back. Thank you to our sponsors for helping us out, helping us make the show. Uh, let's talk just a little bit about a clickbait title. Uh, this is from VideoGamesChronicle.com. And, you know, don't don't be upset with them. Maybe they didn't think of it as clickbait. I think that there's been times in the past where I've put out a YouTube cha- uh, video on my YouTube channel. Uh, oh, uh, YouTube.com slash RunJumpStomp, in case you didn't know. Uh where I've put out a YouTube video and maybe I've put a title that was a little clickbaity and I didn't do it on purpose. And I realized later, oh, that is kind of clickbaity. Let me go change the wording of the title because I don't like what I did. Uh, and, and, I, and so maybe that's what happened here. This isn't blatant or anything, but uh, there was an article that I saw and it said Nintendo position Switch Lite as companion console. And I thought, oh, okay, this is interesting to me because... For me, I have said multiple times that I don't need the Switch Lite. I don't need the Switch Lite because it can't dock. As somebody who who is a content creator, I need to be able to record my gameplay. So I need to be able to dock my Switch. I need to have HDMI out on my Switch. In fact, before the Switch came out, that was one thing that I said would either make me buy it or make me not buy it. And that was HDMI out because there were lots of times excuse me, where I was playing a really great game on my 3DS, but all I could think of is I can't record this content or I can't broadcast this content on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And because of that, I was less interested in in playing the game. And that's, that's definitely a me thing because I like creating content more than I like playing games. I like talking about games more than I like playing games. That's just me. That's a weird thing about me. And it's something that I have uh, just come to terms with myself. But when I saw the Switch Lite, I said to myself, you don't need this because it doesn't hook up to a TV, so you can't record off of it. However, if Nintendo is marketing it as a companion console, to me, saying that it's a companion console would mean something along the lines that Nintendo is saying, uh, hey, Play on your regular Switch, but then when you go someplace, take the Switch Lite because it's smaller and lighter. And, you know, that means that you that, that the cloud saves would transfer from one to the other. And that's a very specific message that I think Nintendo, if if that's something that can that it can do, that's a very specific message that I think Nintendo should think about. So, for instance, let me give you an example of of how it works for something that is a companion device. I have an iPhone and I have an iPad. All right? I have both of these devices and when I make one when I make a change on one, automatically, magically, I know Apple loves it when you say that magically word. Uh, magically, whatever change I make on one device happens on the other. And it works awesome. It's fantastic. Now, if that were something that would happen automatically with the Switch Lite and the Switch, I would probably buy one because the Switch Lite is smaller, more portable, and doesn't take up as much room. It has a real D-pad on it, and I think it would be, although I will say, and I've said before, I'm a huge fan of the D-pad on the Nintendo Switch, uh, but that's what I think that Nintendo, if, if they were going to market this as a companion console, they would say, hey, look, this is what you can do. 
you would probably show somebody docking their switch, their regular switch, grabbing the switch light and picking up exactly where they left off. That is what marketing it as a companion console would look like. So when I when I saw the headline, I was like, I was very interested in that. But then when I ended up looking at it, it doesn't feel like that at all. It's just a picture of the Nintendo Switch with the Nintendo Switch light next to it that says dedicated to handheld gameplay. And when I look at this, to me, uh, it, they show the Switch on the side hooked up to a TV with Splatoon on the on the left. And then they show the three Nintendo Switch lights on the right-hand side with, um, not Splatoon, with Mario Kart. Uh, it's Mario Kart on both of them. It's the same image. But that doesn't say to me that I can take it from one and go to the other. That says to me, I can play the same game on both. And I think that there's a big differentiator there. And for them to say that it, that, that this is marketing as a companion console, I just disagree. They're just marketing it as another version of the same thing that can play the same games, which is exactly what a lot of people want. But for me, it's just not good enough. It's not enough to make me want to buy one. So that's not something that I'm going to end up picking up. However, and I do think that the title's a little clickbaity, but it's not so clickbaity that I think that they did it on purpose. I think that they, I just think that they're wrong, in my opinion. Uh, but anyway, I thought that I would put that out there because I'm sure that a lot of people are going to see that and maybe they'll come to the same co- conclusion. But I think that, that anybody that comes to that conclusion is wrong. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Nintendo is going to market it the way that I said before and they just haven't said so yet. But if it was going to work that way, you would think that we would have heard something already. That being said, maybe they're just waiting for an upcoming Direct, which, you know what, I think that I want to talk about right now. So let's actually skip the the calendar story, and I'll, I'll come back and, and do that after the fact in, a, in just a little uh, uh, lightning round kind of style. Uh, but uh, there's a tweet from um, at PushDustin, which I, I don't know who that is, but uh, it's a very interesting tweet. It's got a picture of some advertisements over in Japan. And it's advertisements uh, of video games. And sure enough, it has uh, uh, Link's Awakening on the left-hand side. And on the right-hand side, it has Banjo-Kazooie coming out for Smash. And the thing about this ad is that this ad runs from August 5th to September 15th. So after September 15th, this ad is no longer going to be uh, out there. And the, the reason why that is so interesting to me, to me, the reason why I feel like this is uh, more evidence that we are going to have a Nintendo Direct soon is because we've already had all of those rumors of an upcoming Nintendo Direct. Uh, and and uh, we've had Nintendo Direct in Septembers of years past over and over again. Uh, we've had those uh, rumors about... Uh, the Nintendo Direct coming in September, and now we have this ad showing off Banjo-Kazooie, uh, and the ad is going to be pulled down before uh, the 15th. All of this leads me to believe that next week we're probably going to get a Nintendo Direct. Now, is it possible that I'm wrong? Of course it's possible that I'm wrong. I will never tell you that I have like some inside information when I don't have some inside information. Uh, I'll never say that. I will never 
uh, BS you like that. I will always tell you that it's just conjecture on my part. But what I am saying is I'm looking at all of this evidence and this evidence screams to me that we're going to have a Nintendo Direct next week. Uh, Ivan Rodriguez in my uh, chat says Nintendo Direct uh, September 13th, I think. That was the initial release date of Super Mario Brothers on the Famicom back in 1985. That is very interesting, Ivan. I never thought about that because I always tend to think about U.S. release dates. And Mario, the original Mario Super Mario Brothers that came out on the NES uh, launched in, I think it was October 10th, 1985 in the U.S., uh, so like, I always, I, I, I always think about October as the launch date when all of those, those, uh, NES games launched. And I, I, I tend to forget about the Japanese launch dates, which happened first. So September 13th, back in 1985, it makes a lot of sense for that. Uh, people will say, well, hold on, Bill, but that's a Friday. Uh, do, don't they usually have their directs on whatever day? Nintendo puts their directs on all kinds of days, all over the place, and all t- all kinds of times. So, uh, who knows? But this advertisement is up, and it's at a 7-Eleven in Japan. It shows Banjo-Kazooie. The ad says that it's coming down on the 15th, and it makes a lot of sense for uh, f- for us to have a, uh, a Nintendo Direct next week. So, that's what I'm anticipating. I think... Uh, I think that that it makes a lot of sense. Push Dustin also says, note the last time uh, 7-Eleven displayed Hero, the character that was dropped before, uh, the the character was dropped shortly after. Uh, so basically, uh, if you actually let me bring this up on screen. If you're just listening to the show, you can see all of this stuff in the show notes over at runjumpstomp.com, episode 394. Uh, or you can watch the video over on uh, the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. Uh, but uh, they're they're showing a picture on the left-hand side. We have Fire Emblem. On the right-hand side, we have Hero from the Dragon Quest series. And sure enough, the last time that this ad was in 7-Eleven, a couple days later, we had the uh, Hero, uh, the, the director that had the Hero. So do I think that the upcoming direct that I, I fully anticipate that is going to happen next week. Do I think that that's going to focus solely on Banjo-Kazooie? No, I think that there's a lot of stuff that Nintendo has to tell us uh, that we already know is happening and uh, that we don't know a lot about. So we've got Zelda Link's Awakening coming. We've got Luigi's Mansion. Um, they just released Astral Chain. They've got the Switch Lite coming. They've got uh, banjo kazooie stuff. They're, like, there's all of this other stuff uh, of this stuff that they're going to talk about. So I do anticipate that it'll probably, if we get a direct next week, and I think we will, it's probably going to be a long direct. Just want to repeat though, I don't have any inside information, and I won't ever pretend to. All right, let's lightning around this last story because we're just about out of time. Uh, this is a Google Calendar that somebody made, and I found it on Reddit. And uh, you can follow the link in the show notes, episode 394, uh, to uh, uh, to see this. But basically, it is a, it's really cool. It is like all kinds of games that are released in 2019 and 2020. And it just shows what days uh, these games are coming out. Uh, and, and I think it's awesome that they have all of this information on here. Of course, you go forward far enough and you're not going to have very much information. So it's packed right now. September, holy cow, is super packed. But 
you know, later on uh, in the year and next year, we don't have nearly as much information. But if you find that information useful, make sure you uh, bookmark that calendar. I think it's awesome that they're doing that. All right, it's time for me to wrap up. Before I do, I want to thank Fisto for resubscribing. They did 14 months in a row. Uh, They subscribed right in the middle of the show. Actually, there's a bunch of people who subscribed or followed while I was uh, at DragonCon, so I'm just going to take a second and thank them. Uh, Capsule J, who I met at DragonCon. Janky Town, I don't know if I met them at DragonCon or not. Joycephine uh, resubscribed with Prime. Uh, Sarisha Music followed. Mystery Hippo followed. Sneezy G followed. I met them at Dragon Con as well. Uh, Hero Graves followed. Uh, Resin 8 followed. And Sarah J followed. And Bowser 13 subscribed while I was gone. So all of those people subscribed while I was uh, not streaming. So I just want to thank you guys. If you want to support the show, it's super easy to do, uh, especially if you have Amazon Prime. You can subscribe over on my Twitch channel for free if you've got Amazon Prime. It doesn't cost you anything extra, so uh, just something to consider. If you want to become a part of the community, you can do so over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. You can also watch the show live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can get a hold of me by emailing me at runjumpstomp at gmail.com. I have a pile of emails that I'm going to get to on Saturday's show, so make sure that you uh, uh, tune in for that. Uh, you can also reach out to me on Twitter at runjumpstomp, and you can use that hashtag Nintendo Switchcraft. Uh, so that I can search for it. It makes things easier. If you want to support the show, like I said, uh, you can support me through Twitch or just go to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. There's a bunch of that stuff there. And for more shows like this, go to runjumpstomp.com slash shows. The music that you're hearing right now is Corneria, Star Fox, remixed by Noteblock. Uh, Thank you guys for hanging out with me. I'm very happy to be back from Dragon Con. I had so much fun. But I will see you guys next time. Until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye.